During his seven years in the White House, Rove had been able to dispense the perks that are so vital to building political capital with the powers that be. Having control of the White House is very heady stuff, says Roger Stone, a GOP operative who has known Rove for 40 years. Inviting them to the White House mess, state dinners, and so on, he has a big Rolodex of Texas millionaires. Another arrow in Rove's quiver came courtesy of Michael Steele, then the hapless chairman of the Republican National Committee. An unfailing source of fodder for late-night comics, Steele had just outdone himself when the RNC squandered nearly $2,000 at a lesbians-in-bondage-themed strip club in Hollywood, precisely the kind of thing the party of family values and evangelicalism didn't need when its coffers were bare. Whether he was discussing abortion, Afghanistan, or even asserting, preposterously, that the Republican Party needed a hip-hop makeover, Steele had been so out of step with the party that conservative donors were desperately seeking an alternative. Finally, Rove had one other enormously powerful ally. It could be fairly said that no other political strategist in history was so deeply indebted to the U.S. Supreme Court. In December 2010, in Bush v. Gore, one of the most notorious decisions in its history by a five-to-four vote, the court effectively resolved the 2000 United States presidential election in favor of Rove's most famous client, George W. Bush. Then, on January 21, 2010, three months before his luncheon, the Supreme Court once again provided the answer to Karl Rove's prayers this time in the form of Citizens United versus Federal Election Commission, another landmark decision, ruling that the First Amendment prohibits the government from limiting spending for political purposes by corporations and unions. This last decision was also made by a five-to-four majority, and this time two of the justices voting with the majority, Samuel Alito and John Roberts, in part owed their lifetime appointments to Rove and to support from political action committees, PACs, such as Progress for America, which was tied to Rove. The first decision legitimized Rove's power during the two administrations of George W. Bush. The second allowed Rove to reestablish his power and resurrected his efforts to create a permanent Republican majority. The implications of the Citizens United decision were staggering. In the 2008 election cycle, organizations of all types, whether they were for-profit corporations, non-profit organizations, or unions, had been prohibited from airing broadcast, cable, or satellite communications that mentioned a candidate within 60 days of a general election or 30 days of a primary. To be sure, there were many ways for wealthy individuals or corporations to funnel money to political action committees. But the 2002 Bipartisan Campaign Reform Act, better known as the McCain-Feingold Act, specifically prohibited corporations from engaging in electioneering communications intended to influence the outcome of an election. As a case in point, Citizens United, a conservative nonprofit group known for its right-wing documentaries, produced Hillary the Movie, 
a film critical of then-Senator Hillary Clinton, but had been prevented by the courts from promoting it on television or airing it during the 2008 election season. The organization appealed all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court and won. The gist of the decision could be boiled down to two words, anything goes. Corporations were people now, too, ruled the court. And just as John Q. Public could say anything he liked about politics, thanks to an extraordinarily broad interpretation of the meaning of freedom of speech, come election time, so too could Wall Street, big oil, pharmaceutical companies, the tobacco industry, and billionaire cranks flood the airwaves with millions of dollars' worth of political commercials. To Democrats, the ruling was devastating. In his January 27, 2010 State of the Union address, President Barack Obama asserted that the Supreme Court reversed a century of law to open the floodgates for special...